Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 65, Airing Out the Laundry. Welcome back to Awareness Offerings to you and to me. We were off last week given that it was technically a holiday, And I did take some time and space to rest and to gather. But while I was doing that, I was also trying to hold awareness around the truth that Thanksgiving is somewhat of a myth. That's what last week was. I'm recording this week after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a bit of a myth. This myth of harmony between indigenous folks and white colonial settlers, uh, the, the reality is of you know, government-sanctioned, state-sanctioned violence, genocide, and a lot of suffering on the part of indigenous folks, but they are still here, they are resilient and thriving, so my intention while resting and gathering was to hold deep awareness of that reality. And so, here we are, back on the pod, holding deep awareness around all kinds of reality. I'm excited to be back here with you. This is the time of year where we may be having fewer weekly episodes, given that there are holidays and I'm graduating with my master's next week and I'm going to try to take some more space for rest, but I am still going to do my best to offer as many weekly podcast episodes as possible so that we can finish out 2022 together. And in the spirit of that project of finishing this year together, let's be here together. Let's do some discussion, let's do some practice, and let's get started. Actually, no, I almost skipped our housekeeping in the spirit of what we're doing together. First, if you'd like to support what we're doing here on this show, best ways to do so are by rating, subscribing, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen right now. And if you'd like to share via word of mouth or social media, all of those actions I just listed help other people find this show. I'm deeply appreciative of that and even more deeply appreciative that we just get to be here together. So now let's be here together. Let's first go into our opening ritual, our opening weekly practice of singing the sound of OM together. OM means consciousness. It is said to be the fundamental vibration, the essence of pure consciousness pure awareness itself. So we're asking for that to be the basis of our gathering place here together by singing it out loud, which you can do singing it out loud, or you can simply listen, or you can choose to vocalize, right? Just make a sound that doesn't necessarily have to be ohm because all sound is harmonizing, brings things into harmony. And as I'm doing more learning as a a yoga teacher, yoga student, a devotee of yoga, I'm learning that even these tools and teachings are complex, just like a holiday like Thanksgiving here in the United States. Yoga grew up in India, and India was home to the caste system, which is somewhat, although this is an oversimplification, but somewhat of a parallel system of oppression to things like colonialism and white supremacy here in the United States, in that it 
restricted access to certain classes of people. Um, it restricted the rights and humanity or attempted to restrict the humanity of certain classes of people. And that included restricting who could actually use Sanskrit. So even Sanskrit is not immune from hierarchies of oppression. And so I've been trying to name that anytime we use Sanskrit. So know that you can sing, listen, or simply vocalize to join me in this practice. And without further ado, we'll go into this practice. You might start just by getting your body into a comfortable position. You might, if it is safe, supportive, comfortable to do so, choose to close your eyes or not. Maybe just take a soft gaze, gazing down your nose or toward the floor. If it's accessible right now, you might take a breath in through your nose. And then we'll release through the nose first, just making some space. And then we'll take a breath in for the sound of OM. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now for this week's discussion. So we are airing out the laundry this week. And I know that probably sounds very salacious and you might be expecting some steaming hot tea in this episode. That is not actually the case unless the tea you're looking for is the tea on how to relate to your thoughts in meditation in a way that gives you more space to be present in the moment. That's what we're doing today. And this is me simply sharing a new way of relating to my own thoughts that I have discovered through my meditation practice in the hopes that it might also help you too. And I did not discover this alone. This particular metaphor in meditation that I'm going to share with you was inspired by a yoga teacher named Jessamine Stanley. Jessamine is a fat black queer teacher, an incredible yoga teacher. You should find her and follow her on Instagram or whatever socials she is on and that you use. And I do believe she uses she, her pronouns. I haven't seen anything to indicate otherwise, but an incredible teacher who posted this video on November 21st. And I would highly encourage you to watch it because I'm just going to paraphrase here, but she offered one of the best explanations and definitions of what yoga really is that I've ever heard in my entire life. It was her own reflection, but it was so deeply resonant to me. And she talked about how she doesn't think this practice is really about clearing your mind or having a peaceful mind. Although we hear so much about peace and calm when we think about and talk about and learn about this practice, these practices like yoga and meditation, which are the basis of my own you know, learning and path in life. We hear so much about having a peaceful and calm mind, but Jessamine reflects on the fact that that actually only happens when we first accept that there is not peace and calm in the mind, that our mind is wild and full of stuff, full of chaos, constantly turning. And we might spend a whole practice thinking about an argument that we were in a month ago or you know, feeling self-hatred or anger at other people. And she explains all these different things or gives examples of all these different things we might be thinking about in the wildness of our mind while we're trying to practice yoga. And she offers this radical invitation that maybe that's okay. And maybe that is the point. The idea is that yoga is a space where that is accepted and welcomed 
and we actually have room. We have an hour or 30 minutes or whatever length of time we might be practicing to just let all that shit breathe. Those were her words. Those were Jessamine's words that our yoga practice is actually the dedicated space to just let all that shit breathe. All the stuff, all the chaos that's constantly bouncing around in our minds just to just let it breathe and let it be what it is and let ourselves be radically who we are. It's the space where we don't have to be anything anywhere else and we give ourselves space to actually breathe, both literally as we breathe in and out with some awareness, perhaps in the practice, but also allowing all the parts of ourselves, everything that we contain, including the chaos of the mind, room to just be. This was the essence of this definition of yoga that Jessamine offered. And again, I encourage you to go watch the videos posted on November 21st. But that was incredibly inspiring to me. It was incredibly resonant just remembering my yoga and meditation practices as moments where I do actually just get to be myself. And the point is not to make myself feel a different way, but to let myself feel exactly as I feel, to let that shit breathe. So I've been carrying that invitation with me as I've been going into my different practices. And you know, I even over eight years into teaching and nine years into my personal practice, I still, you know, try to meditate as often as possible. And a lot of times it doesn't happen. And a lot of times it's a short meditation. And a lot of times it's a quote unquote bad meditation. And one of my other teachers, my primary spiritual teacher, the primary teacher in my lineage of yoga, Ma Jaya, would say that even a bad meditation is a good meditation. And I think that means it's good just because we're doing it. But I say that to normalize the fact that, yeah, my practice is still messy and imperfect and unpredictable, even almost a decade into it. And so I've been going into my messy, imperfect practices with this idea that this is actually the space for me to accept absolutely everything that's going on with me in any given moment and to let that shit breathe. And the other morning I was meditating and this reminder from Jessamine Stanley, let that shit breathe, inspired a mental image for me that has become incredibly helpful, so much so that I'm doing a whole podcast episode about it because I want you to practice and I want you to know that how you practice is okay as long as you practice and maybe this will help you too in your practice. So I'm sitting in meditation, having been reminded I should let my shit breathe and this mental image of a clothesline comes to my mind and it actually became a way for me to think about my own mind, to relate differently to my own mind. I was inspired to start thinking of my mind like a clothesline. (laughs) And it comes from that idea of letting shit breathe. What that brought to my mind was a clothesline with different linens hung up on it to dry, kind of blowing in the breeze. And I was inspired to think about my thoughts that way, that my thoughts were the different kind of items of clothing or items of, you know, different linens, different, different objects, if you will, hanging on the clothesline. And what I was there to do, what I was sitting in meditation to do was to let them breathe, to air them out, to watch the thoughts in front of me, like they're hung out on a clothesline and just let them kind of blow in the breeze, just like clothes hanging on a clothesline blow in the breeze to let them air out 
to let that shit breathe and to allow it to watch it happen rather than thinking I have to rip all the stuff off the clothesline and have a totally blank slate to accept the invitation of let that shit breathe and imagine my thoughts just being aired out. And that alone felt really supportive and even transformative to start to apply this idea of letting shit breathe to my thoughts and to know that it's okay, that sometimes our thoughts just need to be aired out. They need us to see them. They need us to know they exist, to acknowledge them, to accept them. Just like, you know, a kid needs its parents just to acknowledge and accept them rather than trying to change them. It's the acceptance where they feel supported and can grow and transform. My thoughts needed that for me too. And sometimes all of our thoughts just need that from us to be aired out and that's okay. So I was sitting imagining my mind as this clothesline and allowing my thoughts to be aired out, to be blowing in the breeze. And already that gave me a little more space that made me feel supported in my practice. But then as I was working with this mental meditative image of the mind like a clothesline, I received another teaching, another reminder. And I've said this before on this podcast, anytime something comes to me that feels very profound, especially in my practice, but not always, I am never under the impression that that is me, that that is my wisdom or my knowledge, right? It feels most... um, real to me to to practice from the orientation that I don't know shit (laughs) not to beat myself up but to not put but also not to put myself up on any kind of pedestal to get spiritually arrogant although I'm a human and I'm entirely sure I fall prey to that that uh, pattern as we all do but to try to consciously avoid that by practicing from the orientation that the wisdom I feel is is coming to me not not through me it's not from me so anytime something wise happens and anytime a wise thought comes I'm pretty sure it's being given to me and so as I was sitting airing out my thoughts minds like a clothesline I received this teaching that yes, this is helpful. Think about your mind like a clothesline. Air out the thoughts. Let them blow in the breeze. But remember, you are also the ground underneath the clothesline and the sky above the clothesline. You are not just the clothesline. That's the point. And it's something I've said in teaching meditation and probably on this podcast, but I've said it in different ways probably a hundred times before, that the idea of meditation is not necessarily to force ourselves to have no thoughts, but to just go somewhere else other than the mind so that we can remember we are not just the thoughts. We don't just have to live in our minds. So I was aware of that, but something about this particular mental image, this metaphor, and this reminder that I received in that moment was resonant in a way that it has landed for me. It has become embodied rather rather than just something I know in my mind. I can embody it and feel it and know it a little better. The reminder that, yes, the clothesline is there and I can let the stuff air out, But I'm not just the clothesline. I am the ground underneath the clothesline too. I'm the sky above the clothesline. I am the container holding the clothesline. And that calmed me. I don't even know if I want to use the word calm, right? Because we've spent all this time talking about how it doesn't have to mean, these practices don't have to mean we have to be calm all the time. 
but it nourished me. I think that's a better word. It nourished me in such a deep way. And it took me deeper into my practice to feel this truth and to use this imagery where the mind is airing out. The thoughts are laid out, aired out. We're letting that shit breathe. And I'm the ground under the clothesline, which also helped me remember my rootedness, my groundedness, which is one important aspect of, you know, feeling spiritually connected and doing spiritual practice is to keep our feet on the ground, stay steady, steady, centered, supported, rooted in reality, you know, rooted in our bodies in whatever way we can. All of that is grounding. So being reminded that I'm also the ground underneath the clothesline helped me to feel grounded, feel rooted and supported and to remember my grounding. And then also being reminded that I am the sky above the clothesline as well helped me to remember my connection. And that's another piece of the spiritual you know, being on a spiritual path and doing spiritual practice, at least from my tradition and the way that I understand it. We've got to root down, be in the world, and we get to go up a little bit. We get to send our energy upward toward like the top of our head, the sky above us, all these different symbols of connecting to something bigger than us to remember that we are connected. We are part of something bigger. We are a part of the universe itself, if that's resonant, and we are supported by whatever universal forces that we love and that we, you know, that resonate with us. And so remembering that I'm also the sky above the clothesline was a reminder that, oh, I'm also connected. I am connection. I am vastness. I am as big as the sky itself. I'm expansive. So not only did this reminder help me to just remember in a general sense, I can let my thoughts breathe and I'm still not my thoughts and it's all good. I am the container around the thoughts. I am more than that. But specifically, it really helped me connect to these two pretty essential in my understanding or uh, essential like energies, I guess, if you will, of rooting down and grounding. I'm in the ground underneath and expanding and connecting. I am the sky above. And so I found this so incredibly helpful and so incredibly supportive that I'm just making a whole podcast episode about it to share this with you, to explain how it felt to me and how I connected to it. And then of course, eventually, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to go into meditation practice using this mental image. But I wanted to lay it out first, give you some context, do a little storytelling, and of course, just give gratitude to the teachers that made this insight and this new practice that's really helping me possible to Jessamine Stanley, incredible teacher, the inspiration for this mental image and metaphor that is a big part of my practice right now. And then to to Ma, right, to Ma Jaya, and to my guides and teachers, seen and unseen, to whatever source of universal energy tapped me on the shoulder while I was doing this meditation and said, hey, remember, remember the clothesline's great. You're onto something, yes. And you are also the ground underneath and the sky above. Let that shit breathe and you are bigger and more than just that shit. It's been really powerful for me. So I wanted to explain that, wanted to lay it out. And here in just a moment, we'll go into some practice. I also just want to take a moment to acknowledge this is an an interesting podcast episode, just because a lot of the times I'm speaking to a really particular 
subject or topic or issue, whether it's something tangible that has happened in my life that I feel it would be helpful to process and share lessons around and practice around for other folks, or it's a global or societal um, issue or event that we're all moving through that I feel that I can speak to and share practices around to support. A lot of that is what we do here in the awareness offerings space. And I am proud of that work. And I think it's really important. And it's a little different. I'm just sitting here kind of simply saying, hey, this practice has really helped me. Here's how I got here. Here's what I think about it. Let's do it together. And though it's not an earth shattering societal events that we're processing, I do think it matters to even have these simple day-to-day tools of allowing our shit to breathe as Jessamine is teaching us and to remember that we are rooted and expansive beyond just the thoughts because my understanding of that is when we can allow our own shit to breathe and remember to stay grounded and expansive in our own selves, we have a little more bandwidth. We have a little more capacity to allow other people's shit to breathe, as in to accept people for who they are and how they are, because we're trying to accept ourselves for who and how we are. We then have a little more capacity to bring that to other people. And we, when we remember that we can be grounded and we can be expansive, we have a little more juice to bring a little more grounding into the world, which I don't know if you know, it's pretty chaotic, and to bring a little more expansiveness into the world, to be an agent, even in the smallest ways, even in the day-to-day interactions we have in our communities, but to be an agent of expansiveness and connection and spirituality, which doesn't have to mean like religion or dogma, but just a sense that we're all supported and that there can be enough for everybody. We can bring that into the world too. So even though this isn't directly related to the wild world we're living in, I feel called to just continue to orient us to how even these practices help the world we're living in. At least I think so. So now let's air out the laundry, (laughs) y'all. Let's do a little clothesline meditation practice. So here is the point in the Awareness Offerings podcast where we go into our meditative practice, where we shift from talking about what we're talking about into trying to embody what we're talking about through present moment practice. So if you are not in a position where you can safely or comfortably sit still and go inward for a bit, this might be a good time to pause the show and come back when you are. If you are in a position to meditate with me now, first thing I'll invite you to do is get your body into a comfortable seated position. That means any seat at all, as long as you have space and a relative amount of length in your spine. Your spinal column is the central pathway in your body. It's the central line of energy. It's the central channel through which your nervous system kind of functions, brain communicates with body. So when there's space there, things are lined up, things are communicating, things are settled, things are flowing, if you will. So that's why we try to find space in the spine. But I am a huge believer that however you find space in your spine is correct. So you might be in a classical meditative posture, legs crossed, sitting on the floor. If you're sitting on the floor, I would recommend you put something under your tailbone, like a cushion or a pillow or a blanket. 
you might be doing that. You might not. You might be in a chair. You might be on your bed. You might have your back to a wall or pillows under your knees or, you know, your legs extended or your knees bent. It's all good. I'll just invite you to find that space into your spine, in your spine, I should say, and know that if you need to adjust your body and take care in any way during this practice, you are fully free to do so. But we'll settle into this posture of our practice here. And you might do that by closing your eyes once you found your seat. You never have to close your eyes. You can also just take a soft gaze, looking down the tip of your nose or toward the floor. And it's sort of a symbolic gesture of turning our awareness inward. Giving ourselves a few moments of refuge where we are with ourselves. We're accepting ourselves. We're letting ourselves and letting our shit, whatever's present, start to breathe. So as you turn toward yourself, you might turn toward your actual breath. You don't have to bring awareness to your breath and you certainly don't have to change your breath or do anything to it right now. But it can be centering to witness the breath, to watch it like you'd watch, you know, a clo- like blankets on a clothesline blowing in the breeze or a tree blowing in the breeze. Just watch it. Observe that you're breathing in and out, maybe by feeling the temperature of the air, listening to the sound of the breath, feeling the way that your torso might expand and contract as you breathe. The breath is only happening in the present moment, so it can be centering to bring our awareness there. It can help land us at the steady center point of presence. And as we cultivate our presence, that might entail awareness of everything that's here, the shit that's here. Maybe what's happening in the body, maybe how we feel emotionally or energetically. And of course, the thoughts, they're probably going to start to come, whether they do now or later or, you know, any time in between. And this is when we start to let that shit breathe, as Jessamine Stanley has invited us to do. And at first, it can just be like this. It can be like breathing our physical, tangible breath as things start to move through us, as we become aware of how we feel, how we are, and what the thoughts are and where they're taking us. Just acknowledging them, allowing space for them. We don't have to push anything away, but we might recenter on the breath every once in a while, just to remind ourselves that we're also in the present. Just starting there. Acknowledging what's here and centering on the breath when possible. So having now established somewhat of a baseline or a container of presence here, I'll invite us into this 
creative visualization, this metaphor of a clothesline as a meditation tool. This does involve some creative visualization, some use of imagination and the mind's eye. I know for some folks that's not resonant and that's okay. You can stay in that initial practice of just letting that shit breathe by breathing your breath, noticing, making note of what's present and acknowledging any experience you're having and recentering on the breath when you think about it. That's a great practice. Or you can join me in this visualization meditation. So we imagine in the mind's eye a clothesline and you know what it looks like. You might be able to picture, you know, something resonant from the past or from your childhood, maybe like a relative's clothesline, or maybe it's just one that you're making up in your head, but you see it. You see the two poles, whether it's a tree or two pieces of wood on either side. You see the wire strung between each and you see the pieces of clothing and the linens hanging. You see each one and you imagine that that is your mind. You see it in your mind's eye and you imagine it and acknowledge it as a representation of your own mind, just stretching out in both directions with these thoughts, these experiences in the mind just laid out in front of you so you can see them and acknowledge them. You don't have to turn away from them. You don't have to force them anywhere. You start to lay them out in front of you and air out your own mind, allowing it to be what it is. And you might start to see the linens that are hanging, just fluttering in the breeze in your mind's eye. A representation of letting that shit breathe, letting the, the things your mind contains, the things that you have to think about as you in your unique experience every day, just letting it air out letting it breathe, allowing it to be what it is and releasing the extra burden of having to make your mind anything different. You already use so much energy in this mind with all the things you have to think about. So here seeing the clothesline in your mind, the clothesline of your mind, you release the need to use any extra energy changing your mind. You let it breathe. You let it air out like the thoughts are linens hanging from the clothesline and you just see it and you see the fluttering of the fabric. You maybe even imagine feeling the breeze and you use this creative visualization here for a few moments. Once we have established this awareness of mind like a clothesline, here comes that reminder that even though we can see this mind like a clothesline and that this is a great tool airing our minds out, we're still more than just the clothesline. We are also the ground underneath the clothesline and the sky stretching above the clothesline. So now you kind of expand the field of vision in your mind a little bit. And you imagine you could see the ground that's holding up this clothesline. And you see it in your mind. You envision it, whatever it is for you. Maybe it's grass, dirt, sand, but you see it. You imagine feeling a sense of being connected to that ground. 
you might feel aware of the lower half of your body, which is energetically our grounding resource a lot of the time. And you remember that in addition to having thoughts, you are also rooted to the earth, held by the earth, steadied by the earth, and supported by the earth. Your body is an extension of the earth. You have the capacity to be centered and steadied. Just remembering grounding, remembering you are also the ground underneath the clothesline. Maybe breathing in or sending awareness to that reality for a moment here. And then you also remember that you are the sky above the clothesline. And you see that in your mind as well. Maybe it's a blue and sunny sky. Maybe there are clouds passing. Maybe it is a cloudy sky. If that's, you know, comforting or resonant in any way. Maybe there's a rainbow, birds. You know what it looks like and you see it and own it in your mind. And remember that you are it. You are also expansive. You are connected. You are a part of the kind of universal force of expansion and openness and awe that the sky can remind us of. And you send awareness and maybe breathe in that reality here for a moment. And then in general, you just see this scene in front of you, in your mind's eye. The clothesline that is your mind, thoughts laid out, airing out, space for them to breathe. Underneath the ground, the steadiness, above the sky, the expansiveness, knowing that all of that is you. Giving your mind space to breathe can be an inherent reminder that you are more expansive than just your mind. Taking it in. And then you might just take some time to take in, in general, how you feel having used this practice tool. There's no right or wrong way to feel, but that observation of the effects of your practice becomes a part of your presence and a part of allowing the full spectrum of your experience to breathe. Still taking it in for another moment or two.
And then just beginning to guide yourself back to where you are. Recentering some awareness on the present moment reality of your breath. Any present moment sensations in your body, even just like the air or the clothing you can feel on your skin. Maybe any sounds in the room, just breathing in the present and recentering there. And then as you're ready, you can slowly begin to blink your eyes open, recentering to the sight, to the sense of sight and to the kind of physical realm around you. But taking your time, there's no need to rush out. And in fact, we don't even have to go out of that sense of presence. We can just start to work on bringing it into this, this moment and this day around us. Thanks for airing out the laundry with me. Maybe not scandalous, but hopefully supportive. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A, T-A-R-A on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>